Afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Conversations, the show where we record conversations we were going to have anyway True. and upload it to the internet. I'm one of your hosts, Eddie, along with my bro with the most below, Sheps. How's it going, bro? It's going great. I think the force is with us. The force is definitely with us. Yeah. Old Qui-Gon just gave us, blessed us with the force. That's Absolutely. exactly what happened. Guys, welcome to this premiere episode of a brand new series. Yeah. Movie Club. Yes. That's right, guys. Thank you, everybody who's been participating in the Discord server, in yep. the chat, everything like that. You guys have all been awesome. And it's finally here, our, our very own Movie Club. Yep. Episode so, 1. Episode Starting 1. Starting with Episode 1. Exactly. Great how that worked, yeah, didn't yeah. it? There we go. So, yeah, we're going to be reviewing Star Wars to start off for our very first franchise. Yep. Uh, this movie club is going to be reviewing franchises, ranking them, and talking all about the awesome stuff that we love yep. about them every episode, week to week, with you guys, the yep. fans. So join um, the Discord to be involved in the actual week-to-week -week discussions. And we're going to include some of your comments and thoughts and theories and all that stuff yeah. into the movie the uh, reviews themselves. Yeah, and we've got a couple as well to read out for today's yep. one. Thank you, everybody who joined in and whatnot. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be doing Star Wars Episode 1. The Phantom. The Phantom. Oh, God, this is so good. Dude... The best, the best. Oh, bring back my so many. My favorite of the prequels. Yes. My favorite of the prequels. The maybe best not, of the prequels. Not necessarily. Maybe not the best. I can see people arguing for the others are better. Okay. This is definitely my favorite. For me, I think it is. For me, it's the best. I anyway. think it's the best as well. Exactly. Yeah. There's Personally. so much good stuff about it. Yeah. But let me chuck out some little facts for you. Some little okay. facts that I managed okay. to dig up on the Phantom Menace. So Star Wars: The Phantom Menace first aired in theaters in 19th of May 1999. So that was a long time That's ago. Long 20 time years ago. ago, right there. Um, it cost the the team 115 million dollars to make. Okay. And made 1.02 billion. Oh, that's, that's a good chunk of change. It's yeah. a good chunk of change they made and right from there. like $2,000, like $1999. So that's probably like $1.7 It's a lot more now, money. inflation yeah. and everything like that. There are a couple of other little uh, facts that I want to bring out just before we get the movie started. So um, obviously there were trailers and stuff that came out to it. Yes. It came out before the movie came out and they'll play them just as they do now in cinemas before yeah, yeah. the movies and things like that. Apparently, uh, theatres recorded a 75% increase of paying customers for full price for a movie that they didn't want to watch just so they could see the trailer really? to this movie. Yeah. Tons of people were reporting that, and then people would just walk out immediately afterwards. No so way. they'd be like full theater for the first, like for the trailers, and then they'd just so leave. They paid nothing. The trailers. That's nuts. That's all they paid for. That's so weird. That's such a 90s thing to do, though. So it that is. would never happen it today. It is because they had no internet to be like, okay, yeah. let me just download the HD trailer. Yeah. Never worked. One other thing as well Fox released the first trailer with strict instructions not to be shown before a certain date. There was one Canadian movie theater that accidentally showed it a day earlier. They lost the rights to show the movie when it came out. Oh, Imagine okay, Fox. The, Damn. That was hardcore, right? Yeah. Hardcore. And yeah, that was uh, that's the little bit of information I wanted to give you guys before right, the movie good. started. I think it's good little that's trivia, good, right? It's good. nice stuff. Um, so let's get into it. Let's, let's get, into get into it. it. Let's set the scene. Let's set the scene. First of all, guys, we start in space. In a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, but somehow in the future. Uh, we, we get, every time yeah. I see that, I think the same. I know. And just after we get the big scrolling text of epic stuff that nobody I've ever reads. I've never read the whole one. Nope, never, never read it. Um, we get a ship, an ambassador's ship for negotiations landing on the Trade Federation's mothership yeah. in the in space. Straight away setting up space politics. Yes. There's a, there's a trade embargo and... The best part of Star I, uh, Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> the best part. The bit we're all looking forward to. Uh, but instantly, it sort of picks up straight away where we find out that the negotiators, the ambassadors, are 
Jedi Knights. Yes. And some droid runs a message up to Newt Gunray, whoever the, it is. The ambassadors are Jedi Knights, you know, Master. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they promptly poo their pants. Exactly. And what do you do when you have two Jedi Knights on your on your ship um, that's illegally uh, blockading a planet? Mm-hmm. You decide to gas them and try and kill them. Gas them them up. Two things I want to say here. First of all, the Jedi Knights, as we all know, Qui-Gon Jim, played by none other than Liam Neeson, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by Ewan McGregor, just so fantastic. Looking Easily amazing. the highlights of this movie. Yeah. Any scene they're in, they absolutely kill it. Definitely. St- definitely. And I know that they're Jedi Knights and stuff, but still, like, uh, there's something about them too, particularly. They have this chemistry on screen. That's one of the reasons I think this is the best movie out of the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. Because something about them too. Qui-Gon Jinn is so awesome. Yeah. I just, I don't know, something about them too just kills it for me. I, I love yeah. that scene. One little interesting fact as well. You okay. do know that because it's 1999, it is the pinnacle of CG. The of be- course. The best CG's ever been, basically. Yeah. Um, the one shot where the gas is coming out of the vents in, the, yeah. uh, in that scene and whatnot, that is the only shot in the entire movie that is not CG. What? Really strange thing that everything else has some CG oh, in it somewhere. Because that could be like an office somewhere and they just roll gas out. They of just it. poured gas out and of everything it. Everything else like is like CG backgrounds or L- lightsabers or something. Literally everything. And one other interesting fact as well the, all of the sets are only up to about one foot higher than the actors themselves. Really? So everything else is CG. Except Qui Gon Jin is so much more taller than every other cast He's a member. Tall guy. He costed the production an extra $150,000 because they had to build the sets a bit higher. That's great. That's hilarious, that right? That's great. Anyway, so that's all the interesting facts yeah. for the moment out of the way. The guys, they obviously poop in their pants. They yeah. immediately get a, notify someone, yeah. you know, as Darth Sidious. We don't know. Yeah, we're introduced to to a shady, dark figure. Guy in a cloak on guy. a hologram. We don't know who yeah. this person is. Who instructs them to like get, get rid of them. We, we And negotiations break down. Exactly. And they decide, gas the room. Mm-hmm. But not just that, we're going to send droids as down. well. To like to destroy the whatever's left, and we get introduced to the probably the best droids in the world. Roger, Roger. They, they come up to it and they open up the gate, open up the door, and you just see a, like a gas wall, and they're like, "Corporal, go inside. We'll cover you." Roger, Roger. And the funny thing happens. You think droids? Let's not give them emotions. Let's not make them human. Let's just. And he goes up and he sees the lightsabers when they pop up, and they go, "Uh oh, blast them!" <laughs> it's like. This is something I wanted to address, actually, which was that one of the reasons you would have a droid army yeah. is it's okay to kill robots because they're not people. Yeah. But throughout the entire movie, they're um, humanizing the robots. Like, not just R2-D2 and C-3PO. No, no, no. But, like, these, these guys... The, the they're mass-produced droid robots intended to kill people in battle. Right. But they're also comedically incom- incompetent. And <laughs> it, but it's like... Why go for the droids and then make them personable? Yeah, it's like okay, you're gonna make yeah. them. We we'll make them a robot to do everything. Yeah. No, but maybe we should put some human elements in there Absolutely. as well. So so, so so like the doors open, the green like dioxin is in the room, and then you just see the the blue, the green. Oh. The robots put their whatever robots wear somewhere. Blast, blast them! them. And it's the most epic There's scene. There's that scene just... where Obi-Wan just comes bouncing out and like dual kicks. Yeah. I love that. I love that shot. It's, a, it's, it's great. ridiculous, but I love it. It's amazing. And it's just chopping down droids, murking every yeah, single one. Right None center. of them can touch them. None of them can touch them. One of them. the lovely touches from this movie, which I like, mm. is that when, you, when they cut metal, 
it's like melted. Yes. Which is a touch we didn't really get a lot of from like things sparked, but that yeah. was that. And because everything's CG, you can just add CG molten metal. Yeah. So I love that. And then they head off to uh, the bridge. The bridge. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they head the off bridge. to the bridge. So they can actually get the viceroy, and so they can force these negotiations of a, a, yes. of a treaty. There's right. To do. They get there, one the door's the locked. One of the most iconic scenes in cinema. Yes. I genuinely believe this is one of the most iconic scenes in cinema where, where Qui-Gon, like, the door shuts and so he starts, like, slicing his way through it, you know? Just... Oh, it's so good. And it's coupled with the best score as well to yeah. any movie. The classic uh, John Williams score that he does. The and music... Yeah. The and music, they, and he's so calm and yeah. determined, which is kind of intimidating. As always, like I'm gonna cut through these blast doors. Exactly. And when I get in here, you better. Be, you're gonna be negotiating. And just before the guys of the viceroy guys, they go, "I want droid cars up here at once." Where are like, those droid cars? <laughs> <laughs> And to this day, I don't know. Are they called de- de- droid cars Or are they called what we find later when they come rolling yeah. up? Master, destroyers! Are they called destroyers or are they called droid cars? It depends. No I swear to God, it depends. <laughs> but I love it. I love everything. To- I also, when those droids roll up and then they, they stand up, which was cool. Yes. And then they put up deflector shields. Bubba shields. That was so cool. So I cool. I absolutely love everything about that scene from the dioxin to them like force sprinting, I guess, because they just yeah. disappear. Yeah, there was like one thing where they're like, uh, they're shield generators and they just go whoop to the side yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. gone. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? A bit clumsy with the, uh, with the CG. I will say... PNG, pull. <laughs> we... We have done a little bit of editing and stuff, so we yeah. tend to notice a few of these things. Um, but there are people out there like Corridor Digital that, that have gone through that. We're not going to touch it, but we will mention when it looks clumsy. So they sprint off, um, and then I think the next scene is we see them dropping down from a vent. Yeah, they go through a ventilation shaft, and they see what looks like right. an army of droids being prepared to yeah. land somewhere for invasion and whatnot. And, and they happen Obi-Wan, to be orbiting Naboo at that exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. And Obi-Wan credits Qui-Gon for being like, the negotiations were short master. Yeah, they were short master. You're right. Um, and so they sew away on board on the ships. Yeah. Separate then, ships, they meet up yeah. later. The next real scene is we see that the army has landed on Naboo and is starting to surround uh, the capital city, yes. right? Which is where... We meet probably the second most iconic character in the entire Star Wars franchise. We bump into none other than Jar Jar Binks. So That's right. Just so everybody's on the same page, the army has landed. They're on Naboo. The Jedi have stowed away on the ship. Yeah. They get out. They flee into a forest. And Jar Jar, being the intelligent creature that he is, is so smart. He's the only one that hasn't figured out to run away. <laughs> Oh, and somehow he manages to get directly in the way of Qui-Gon Jinn that he has to like tackle him and lay him to the ground while the fucking thing flies over their heads and then they get up and he's like oh you saved me you saved me I'm your I'm your humble servant now and stuff like that and Qui-Gon's like no I no. just just go away just yeah. go away Obi-Wan comes on later they find each other they're like hey where are we going Basically, we're gonna have to go save the queen we're gonna have to warn yeah. Naboo and Jar Jar introduces us to the Gungans exactly he mentions there's a hidden city and they realise we have no transport it's probably best if we talk to them yeah. to get a transport they find a, a lake and they all start dying. Yeah, the Gungan city is underwater, which I yeah. have to say is one of the most gorgeous, oh, most yeah. well-designed cities. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. love that shot where they come over there. There's like a cliff, an underwater cliff, if you call it. They come over and there's this like bright 
lit up city mm-hmm. of like bubbles. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's it's such a great it's scene. It's great. And the way they land as well, like it does seem very cool. It does seem like they are underwater. The one thing that I do have to say is that I don't like I don't like the Gungans. They're very weird. They're very they have like human teeth and they and they they're not human. It's like, so strange. I like the Gungan design. I like the architecture. I like their weapons. I don't like their character design. Yeah. And I don't like the way they seem to be just an incredibly racist Jamaican ripoff. Very, yes. Very racist. Which I actually have very. a theory about this because as the movie progresses, we're going to meet young Anakin Skywalker uh-huh. Uh-huh. who's acting... The child acting is not great. Mm. But I think they didn't notice because in just about... In about 90% of Anakin scenes, Jar Jar's there as well. Yeah. And it's very hard to notice anything yeah. with that guy in the scene. Oh, anyway, so they talk to the the head of the the boss nurse, the, the yeah, and they say like, you know, oh, we're here, we're just passing through, we need to go warn the Naboo yeah. and whatnot. They're also upstairs, so that you're part of this ecosystem, yeah. you're gonna die as well. More doesn't politics pay, doesn't exactly. They're, they're kind of at heads. They don't like the Naboo. The guy doesn't pay any attention. He's like, we don't care about you humans. We don't care about the Naboo. Blah blah blah. And then he uses a bit of Jedi mind tricks, and he's yeah. like, well, then speeders on our way. And he's like, we're <laughs> yeah. gonna give you a speeder. Yeah. It's like we could use a transport, and it's like we're gonna give you the Mombasa or whatever. But something yeah, or he another, calls it something. Yeah. And the quickest way is to go through the planet's core. For the record. I think they don't actually go through the planet core. They go through like a cave system. Because that's the question. Because if did they land on the opposite side of the planet? Which no. if they did by accident, no problem. But the droids, why would they the land on the opposite fleet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. So yeah, so I think it's just like the planet core. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like that's oh, the cave system. Cave system, no problem. Yeah. Anyway, so they get this, and they also take Jar Jar with them because he's got like a life oh. debt and whatnot. Yeah. Takes them with them. They're in their little speeder underwater thing. They go along, get attacked by one fish. Yeah. While that fish has like got them in their mouth and whatnot, he's like, Jar Jar Binks is going fucking crazy in he the is, goddamn yeah. thing. Qui Gon's like, calm down, calm down. Everyone's cool. A few seconds later, gets bitten. That big fish gets bitten by an even bigger fish. Yeah. And then Qui Gon says, "Always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish." Which always this was the fish. first time watching through it that I clocked. That in this movie, Darth Maul is the big fish. Yes. And Sidious is the bigger fish. Even bigger There's always fish. a bigger fish. Exactly. So I, that was the first time I clocked that. And I felt so smart noticing it. Yeah. And then realized this is about the 15th time I've seen this movie. I'm not smart at all. Yeah. I should have picked that up before I was 30. And this is... A, <laughs> you, you really should have, yeah. And this is also the scene where we get introduced to Darth Maul. So it's in a hologram yeah. when they're back on the, the Trade Federation ship where they're like, what are we going to do? They escaped and what the Jedi escaped. And I was like, I'm sending my apprentice, Darth Maul. And he just appears in yeah. the hologram in the most menacing music as well in the For background. For a guy that has three lines. Three lines in the entire movie. He's and- one of the most ominous villains... And he's one of my favourite villains as well. Yes. And again, not just in Star Wars. I love him as a villain. Yeah. He's so intimidating. He has so much presence. Yeah. I really like Darth Maul. And he's not in the movie all that much. And he's he says, not. He says yeah, like three things. Three lines, and I've actually got them here. Uh, Darth Maul only speaks a total of three lines. Darth Maul says, yes, my master, yeah. when he's being told over the hologram what to do. Uh, he like, says, finally, we'll reveal he, ourselves. He goes, yeah, he goes, uh, the Tatooine is a sparsely populated if... If the homing trace is correct, I will find them quickly, Master. And then he says, at least uh, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have revenge. Yeah. Those are the only lines that Darth Maul ever says. Yeah. Literally three lines. And it's amazing. And every scene he's in, he's amazing. Not just because he he is very interesting to look at. Yeah. I have to say that there is a scene. The first time we actually see him in the flesh, 
um, you can see the horns, you can see the makeup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I never, like, looked, I you, never saw that. Way, if you ever go back and watch um, the original Rocky, yeah. the swelling, it looks like they've taken, you know, an egg carton <laughs> and cut one out and put it on him. Oh, no. And you can see it kind of peeling away. You right. can just tell those horns aren't, aren't Okay. But, All right. Um, all right. So I the next, the next thing is that they uh, they go down, and this is where the the queen has been taken hostage. Now she's yes. been taken by the Trade Federation, and they're trying to they're trying to force her to sign it, and she's being stubborn. She's like, "I will not sign anything. Yeah, you cannot force me to do anything. No negotiation." And that weird guy with the she's got this, this older guy with a beard. Yeah. He seems to be really trying to manipulate the situation. He always says the opposite of what everyone else is saying, yeah. and you're like, "We must." Uh, what does he say? Like, "We must give in to their demands, yeah. Your Highness." Like, why does he want her negotiations? To so, so uh, co- trust negotiations. We've lost all communications, and where's the ambassador? It's like, dude, you're really not helping right now. Right, and I don't trust this guy. I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. I don't trust him at all. In one of the future movies, I bet he's going to come back to kill everyone. That's all I'm saying. I agree. He's a very shady guy. Remember that for the next episodes. <laughs> Agreed. Um, what was he going to say? Okay, so next they they send them away, and the Jedi have now made it to Naboo. Yeah, the Jedi yeah. they're at the like the capital city. Yeah, and I guess the Force has taken them where they need to be. They were just like, somehow Jar Jar hasn't given them away. Somehow, right? The guys just so yelling all the yeah. time and jumping around. You think you would? And they like they bump into the uh, the the group taking um, Queen Padme Amidala Yeah, they away. sort of infiltrate the building and they see her being taken yeah. away, Queen Amidala being taken away with a bunch of other people with droids surrounding exactly. them. Exactly. And they do their jump down to surprise, sort of like, yeah, yeah. oh, start murking droids and things yeah. like that and actually save them. Yeah, they save the group and then take them off to the, the flight hangar. Flight hangar, yes. So they've got some, some pilots that are being held prisoner by the droids. By more droids, yeah. And then there's one main ship, which is like yeah, the Queen's the chrome ship. chrome pimped out. Beautiful ship. So pimping. Oh, I mean, you know how like you're, you would Pimp expect... Pimp my Star Cruiser. You know like our Queen yeah. is like full of like gold and fucking like, she's drinking like, out of gold scepters. and gold uh, horse-drawn carriage right? kind of thing. This yeah. is her kind of yeah. ship right here. Exactly, yeah. right? The, the Nabooian... Ships are awesome. Awesome. They are awesome. And they go, okay, so we've got a plan here. We've got to go to Coruscant. The plan is, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan just walk straight up to the droids. Hey, yeah. we're taking these guys off the plan. Just before we get to that bit, they, they go, they try and lay out the plan for oh, Queen yeah, Padme. They, they say, they we've got to go to Coruscant. We can't stay here. And she's like, no, we have to rely on negotiations. And he's like, no, there's no sense in what's yeah. happening here. My gut tells me that they will destroy you. And at this moment, Queen turns over to uh, the handmaiden and goes... Both uh, options present great danger to us all. And then one of the handmaidens goes, we are brave, Your Honor. And he goes, okay, okay, we'll go, yeah, we'll go. Yeah, no we'll problem, go. we'll go. They walk into the room, as you said, goes straight up to the droids, lays out the plan completely yeah. to them. Yeah, we're taking these uh, these people to Coruscant. So where are you taking them? To Coruscant. <laughs> Uh, wait, um, uh, that doesn't compute. Uh, um, uh, you're, you're under, under arrest. arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you taking them? We're taking these people to Coruscant. Where are you taking them? To Coruscant. To Coruscant. Oh, God. And the way he's like, um, wait a minute, that's not allowed. Um, wait, uh, doesn't you're under arrest. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Why Why go with robots and make them so human? It makes no sense. Make them oh, so God. human. So there's yeah. another lightsaber fight, which is great. We, we steal the pimping ship. I yes. say steal. We take the pimping ship and fly off Flies to... Right out there. Where do they go? So they try and get out uh, of the planet. And this Mm. is the funny thing to me. A planet, spherical, literally infinite directions in which to flee. However, they somehow fly directly at the ship of Trade Federation ships. And they go, okay, there's the blockade. blockade And it's just a ring. Yeah, it's just a ring. 
right, I don't man. get it. They start getting shot immediately on their way to Coruscant. They get hit, which brings down their shields, and that's when we get yeah. introduced to the Astromechs, which are R2-D2 and all the other friends yeah, and yeah. whatnot. They all come out, try to repair the ship, and they're like, if the droids can't fix the ships, then we're going to be sitting ducks. They're losing droids one by one, yeah, getting, getting shot up. Like, which, it's interesting how close they managed to come to this enormous ship hit these tiny little uh, droids. It's like they were the aiming ship. for the droids and not the ship. And it's like, you could have just hit the ship by now. <laughs> anyway, R2-D2 saves the It's actually the a ship. very tense scene. It's, it's quite cool. Yeah. Very tense. At the last minute, just sort of like pushes the, Gets the, the right, right thing. connector and they can like jump to light goes, speed, basically. Bypass the main power drive. That little droid did it. And <laughs> it's like, great. Anyway, they shields up by maximum. They fly away. They manage to get to it. This is, again, you know we just said about why make their droids so human and stuff. Yeah. They then summon the queen and everybody to come and recognize how well this droid did. The droid shouldn't care. It's a droid. And R2-D2 has a ton of personality. But not only, but we don't know that yet, yeah. right? They just, this they, they just bring him into droid. interviewed by the queen of a planet. Yeah. To be like... This droid then, did really well. And then the droid's proper, like, it little to, like, bow. bow <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's cool. Anyway, they manage to get out. They realize yeah. they don't have enough power to get all the way to Coruscant. Yeah. They're going to have to make a stop and make repairs. Yeah. They decide to stop on a planet called Tatooine because it's not run by the Trade Federation, yeah. but it does have gangsters' huts, they call them. Yeah. Right? So, like, Jabba the Hutt and it's stuff like that. It's a pretty bad place. Not just because mm. it's, like, an outlaw planet, but, you know, it's a desert planet. It's got two suns. <laughs> I think all we can say is thank God we won't be spending any more time here in this franchise, thank right? Thank God. I hope we don't because if we, it's if just, I see any more sand, I swear to God, I'm, I'm, I'm it's had it. Of course, it gets everywhere. Everywhere. I just can't stand it. I and just so, can't stand luckily, it. you know, there's this pit stop to repair the ship. Yeah. But we'll never see this shit. Never see his place again. Planet again. They land on Tatooine. They land on the outskirts. So they don't yeah. draw too much attention. They walk in, and as they're going up. Uh, one of the cap the captains says, "Oh, uh, Queen Amidala demands that oh, you sorry. take her handmaiden Ped- Padme. Uh, she's curious about the plan. Yeah, like, oh, this is a stupid idea. Bringing us civilian. It, it makes sense if you're the queen. You need to find out. You want to know planet. what's going on, right, exactly. right? No problem. She comes along. They go into a couple of places. They go into the town, and they bump into the one of the shops the with finest character in all of Star. The Wars. best character in all of the the Star Wars franchise." Watto, ladies and gentlemen. And that was the one that I was talking about in the Discord server. I can't believe a lot of you guys didn't know that. Yeah. Except for Lee, except for you, because you managed to guess it. It's Watto, that's it right, Wato. guys. Uber the Boya! I just so happened to have a chance, killed <laughs> The best character in the world. And he goes, I'm looking for parts for a J type Nubian. He shows the Ah, Nubian, Nubian, Nubian. Ah, Nubian, yes, uh, we have lots of that. <laughs> Which is. Why? <laughs> no idea. He's the only guy that has... The stuff. Russian accent again, or something. Is... Again, luckily the Force has taken him to the only place on this crap hole planet. <laughs> in the backwater somewhere yeah. that has loads of Nubian spares. No. So, lucky for us. Lucky for him. Anyway, he goes to him and it's like, uh, how will he be paying for it? It's like, we've got D'Artagnan credits. And they're like, D'Artagnan credits? That's no use for us out here. We need something more tangible. And credits will do fine. Is that no, they won't. <laughs> credits will do fine. No, they won't. No, what they do you think some kind of Jedi waving a hand around like that? That is like cracked me um, up the first yeah. time. <laughs> and it cracked me up again the other night when I yes, watched it. Yes, I was in tears. I love this So character. funny. Anyway, the long and short of it is that he's got the parts. No one else apparently has the parts. We have no, no way to it. pay for them. No way to they pay for it. They won't accept our currency. They won't accept our currency. We don't have any money. He's going to go away, formulate a plan and come back. Right. Meanwhile, 
Padme is getting friendly with another character. A little slave boy. A little slave boy working for Watto. Who's really good at fixing things. Very good and, at fixing. Yeah, he's a not, pilot as well. He's not very good at acting. Not very My good. My God, is he not good at acting. Are you an angel? It's like, I heard the out of Deep Space pilots talk about them. Are you an angel? It's like, I think they come from the moons of something. I think. It's like... <laughs> Kind of a weird way. Anyway, he speaks very weird. I'm glad we're not going to see this character anymore. Hopefully, Thank God. Thank God for this rep. Anyway, they meet. It was lovely to have met you, Anakin. They head off yeah. on their way. Jar Jar Binks wrecking fucking shop in the background. Being yeah, just nuisance. clumsy as he is. He gets out. They go off to an area. Um, Qui-Gon speaking on his Lady Razor, by the way. His yes. little communicator yeah. was actually made from a Gillette for Women Sensor XL Razor. Yeah, the little like Star Trek communicator <laughs> because no one would have a mobile talking device. No, 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 no. It's very futuristic. Very futuristic. We don't know what that's all about. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, they're saying uh, we don't have the parts we need. Do we have anything we can barter with anything? And they're like, no, no we don't have... really. We'll have to. We'll have to come up with something. Yeah, we have but to come up with something. But we don't know. Exactly. As that's happening, mm -hmm. an enormous sandstorm's blowing up, yes. right? Somehow, I guess Anakin's finished work, and he bumps into them mm -hmm. and realises that the sandstorm's coming. Where's your ship? It's on the outskirts. Never going to make it in time. And Never. so, in fairness to Anakin, who is digging on Padme, which yes. I, I get. Don't get me wrong. She was, she was something. I, I completely um, understand... He, he uses this as the perfect excuse to invite him back, invite her back to his pad. Exactly. It's like, hey, baby girl, you want to come back to my house? Right, oh, right. yeah, Quagon, you can come as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I guess, you know, the little slave boy invites uh, four that... people back to the guest house of his slave Mate, quarters. They're slaves. And uh, like, first of all, think about your mom, right? She's unannounced guest. That's rude enough. Second yeah. of all, you guys are slaves. You don't have money. You You're don't just have much. A massive inconvenience, a massive cost to your family. And worst of all, one of those guests is Jar Jar. Isn't it? That motherfucker's just eating everything. <laughs> so bad. Anyway, they get back to the house and we get to meet, uh, what's her name again? Uh, Shmi. Shmi. So Shmi Skywalker. Yeah. And she is a great mum. She's a great house guest. Like, thank you for coming. Like, who is this? I mean, she's not like scared for her life that a random brer as tall as Liam Neeson is in the fucking place. Yeah, yeah. Got a fucking lightsaber hanging from his thing right there. No, no, no. We were. We, I won't say we're, anything. No we're problem. friends of your child. Yeah. A, a man, an older man says, I'm a friend of your child. Your child was kind enough to offer us shelter. <laughs> so that's what's going on here. Anyway, they all Are get robbing us? quickly. We're slaves. You know, I mean, we got nothing. Anyway, uh, Padme, come over here and I'm going to show you my droid I've been working on. Yeah, let me let me show you how big pimpin' I am. Let me show you my shit, you know what I'm saying? You might fall in love with me. Yeah. Hits the button, C-3PO wakes up, missing one eye. Oh, where is everybody? Pop an eyeball in. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm C-3PO, human-cyborg relations. First time we get to see C-3PO. what kind of kid is this that... He builds a droid for his mum. It's a, an etiquette droid. Yeah. It's like, how about slaves you just... on Tatooine and he builds a droid that's fluent in 6,000 forms of human com communication and like etiquette and dining and stuff. Like that's what he that's does. That's not the important stuff here. <laughs> anyway, they get that done. There's a little joke as well where he hasn't got coverings on and R2-D2 goes... Yeah. It's like, what do you mean my parts are showing? Oh God, stop terrible. That was very funny. And I always wondered how they <clears throat> made... C-3PO see-through because it's the same guy that's been see-through for all the way yes. through. It's clever puppetry. Yeah, clever it's puppetry. puppetry. I think actually it's him wear in a blue suit wearing the suit Yeah, it's front. behind it. Yeah, he's like that. Yeah, yeah. it's really, really so fucking So to get well his done. movements right. Exactly. But it, it's very good and he's obviously brilliant. Brilliant actor. Um, he's been all the way through. So the next, <clears throat> I guess the next scene is we're, we're stuck in this slave quarters. Yeah. And so Qui-Gon's a bit curious about 
Anakin, the boy and whatnot. And he starts like questioning Shmi, like what's the deal with the kid? It's a so first of all, it's because the reason why he gets that is because uh, he starts asking questions like, "Oh yeah, they're eating are you dinner." A Jedi? Yeah, they're eating dinner. They're eating like, dinner. He's like, uh, you're a Jedi Knight, aren't you? He goes, "Why do you think that?" Because you have a laser sword, which they never mention lightsaber in the yeah. entire movie. They only ever say laser sword. And he goes, "Maybe I stole it from a Jedi, killed him, and stole it from a Jedi." And he's like, "No, you can't kill yeah, no, him. Kill a Jedi." So I wish that was see. So. That's an interesting point because in the original movies, in four, five, and six, it's yeah. very obvious that George Lucas they don't actually know what's happening in the story. So, for example. Obi-Wan when he meets Darth Vader mm-hmm. he calls him Darth as if that's his name mm-hmm. right like they don't know that Darth is a title yet yeah yeah right yeah. and they do call things lightsabers and laser swords and and it seems like they don't actually have a set for what's going to happen it, as it changes up, yeah. over time yeah it gets more fleshed out right. as things go on so they call I mean it... 4, 5 and 6 what are you talking about I don't know what you're talking oh, about yeah, never mind. what's that what's that movie yeah, I don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so after that, he goes. He basically lays out the entire thing. We're uh, on our way to Coruscant. Yeah. We're stranded here. We've got no way to get the parts that we need. What oh, can we do? Right. Anakin sees his chance because he's a, he's a down on his luck uh, racer. Exactly. He goes. You guys could uh, enter in the pod racing because everything revolves around gambling over here, and then you guys can do that, and the winnings will be in more than yeah, enough yeah. to pay for it. And mother's like, no, I die every time you do it. Yeah. Blah blah blah. They end up working out. They go, yes, we're gonna do this. Oh, he that's got, right, because this is how Qui-Gon starts to get a hint that there's something odd about this kid, because he, he says, he I'm says, the only human in the galaxy that yeah, can do this pod racing. Because he says pod racing is very fast, it's very dangerous, and and Anakin's like, I'm the only human that can do it. Yeah, and, you must have Jedi reflexes if you can do that. Right. That's what he says. Exactly, and then he instantly catches Jar Jar's tongue yeah. to prove the point that... It was kind of like, well, then I am a Jedi, I just fucking did that right yeah. there. Even after he said, you're a Jedi knight, aren't you? What makes you think that? Right yeah. There. Anyway... After that, he then speaks to um, uh, Watto. He then lays out the plan. If yeah. you, if we win, then we get the winnings minus the parts. And if we lose, then you get my ship. Either way you win, they yeah. agree on a plan. That's a good That's way cool. to go with a guy like Watto. It's exactly. win-win. It's not, like a, it's not even a gamble. Exactly. You're going to win one way or the other. And then we move over to they're preparing the pod for the pod racing, yeah. right? They're all over there, the kids and his friend, which uh, one of the guys in the chat wrote the name down, but I forgot Kits, to write the name. Kitsner. Kitsner something Kitsner, or another. Something like that. And I love how you remembered that name because yeah. it's such a... a fucking oh Z-level character. We're going to jump ahead of it here. That kid and that weird little alien kid, yeah, yeah. when Anakin wins, yeah. it's the most awkward celebration. So, yeah. And then like they don't know if they're going to high five and then the one's like, yeah. yeah. It's so awkward. So the, the child acting in this movie is horrendous. Awful. Anyway, while they're doing their thing and they're preparing the pod, yeah. Shmi and Qui-Gon, they have a word with each other yeah. asking who is his father? Who's yeah, the boy's father? Qui-Gon's curious now because this kid is... He's, he's incredible at building stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like he built C-3PO, he's built this pod racer. Right. He's the only human that can pod Have race. reflexes fast enough right. to pod race. And he asks the question, who is his father? And Shmi, like one other notable lady that we know about 2019 years ago that made up the same lie <laughs> just to get out of a one night stand, was like, yeah. there was no father. I, yeah. I carried him, I, bo- yeah. I birthed him, I, I raised right, him. Right, right. That was it. And Qui-Gon, like, like that same guy, buys the line. Buys the line but straight I was up. Thinking, I was it. thinking, what would be great, what would be a great movie is, because this is going to be a great trilogy of movies, if we could do a prequel to this mm-hmm. and uh, do like Star Wars, The Tragedy of Darth Plagueis, where we meet a young um, Sidious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like he meets um, Plagueis, he grows up, he kills Plagueis, and the movie ends with him on Tatooine. Yeah. And then he's either like eyeing up a pretty little slave girl that works for Watto. Yeah. Like a young Watto. 
Or he like goes to a club, meets a chick, bangs a crap out of her, and sells her to Wato like a real sick. That's so fucking. And it ends there with him and Wato like, oh yes, thank you, my friend. <laughs> and he sells him a slave. Oh shit. Oh man, that would kill me. <laughs> that's good. So uh, that's the movie I want to see. That's oh good. We I'd need like a prequel to, to the prequels, guys. Yeah, that's the movie I want to see get made. Um, I mean, what, what's Darth Plagueis? I don't know what you're talking oh, about. I don't know. Yeah, uh, no. sorry, what are you talking about? Okay, yeah. So once we get that, they test out the pod racing uh, devices and what the actual yeah. pod itself. It works. It's working. It's, it's working. working. That sort of stuff. And yeah. they get ready. So Anakin enters the pod race. Basically. Enters the pod race. Next day, uh, they all get prepared. They introduce to people like Sebulba and other things like that. Sebulba. Right. And also the third best character. The double-headed announcer for yeah. the pod racing. He's like, you're the Buddha Wonga, so Bomba takes the lead. <laughs> Some of the greatest characters of all time. In this prequel That's right it. here. As this is happening, Darth Maul touches down and he gets to say his second line of the movie. Exactly. Which is, Tatooine's a sparsely populated yeah. planet master. If they're here, I'll find them in no I'll time. And he sends off these like... Drone these, things. Yeah, these like very black, very sinister... Things just they would stick out like a sore thumb. Like, yeah. yeah. Go off. And they're like essentially going to identify and whatnot. And in right. one of the scenes, by the way, after the, the yeah, race Qui-Gon and, and Watto are talking, you can see one behind He them. turns around and that's when the thing goes by and it doesn't spot him. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's it's really cool. smart right there. Cool. I didn't notice that until this watching. Anyway, they get ready. They do the, the pod racing. Yeah. And it is the greatest sport, in my opinion. I have to say, I really do enjoy... Uh, I do enjoy it. I don't enjoy Anakin and the child acting, but the pod racing itself is a really cool visual. Mate, fucking... And do you know what I love about this the most? And I love CG a lot on what and how yeah. it works. In the 1999, crash. the crashes are phenomenal. It's like yeah. they actually built the set in CG in a computer somewhere. All the crashes and the yeah. simulations and the flips are all perfect, yeah, very they're realistic really good. looking. Fantastic really scene. And I will say, those sand people, they're really good shots. They're like... These things are going like a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> They're really good shots. So obviously, um, that just must be a thing that we know that sand people have very accurate shots. Yep. So any it, shots you see that accurately must come from sand they people. They must come so from that's sand something people. something to remember. Something to remember. Accurate shots from sand people. Okay, right. That's what exactly. No, I will say that the the, uh, the pod racing it looks <laughs> amazing. It's like it's great to watch. I love the design. Yeah. yeah. Even the sound design. Like yeah. all of the pod racers said, like so Bulba sounds like it's got a quantum turbo or something <laughs> on it. Yeah. <laughs> quantum v8 or something yeah. like it, it's so cool and uh anakin's one sounds like the the finest tuning sort of a motorbike ever like yeah. a superbike. <laughs> yeah absolutely i will say there's one of my favorite scenes one of the scenes that i loved as a kid is um you know something so bulba sabotages his race at yeah. the very beginning of the race just he before like they pulls start. a little bit off of it and whatnot and, and like finally hanging. it falls off in the race and anakin does this you know he like he flips a few switches grabs a cable puts it here closes a flap and the fire goes out and then you see on this diagram it's all these symbols you don't understand but you see these two things one's full and then it transfers over and it's like half power it's not enough i don't understand any of it but i always thought that was the coolest it thing was, it, it was it was so, so cool. cool it was the best it and you're like so cool. what's he gonna do and he starts flicking sort of like an ignition he, switch he, he like, flips the same switch like four times in it pushing buttons and whatnot and he but does I it again it. later as well and i still enjoyed it a lot as a like as an adult i just loved watching it so cool again everything anakin he sucks but yeah this scene 
Something about this pod racing that I really want to address. So at the beginning, he stalls, right? And there's yeah. for a good solid like 20, 30 oh, seconds. people are way ahead of him. Way ahead. As soon as he managed to kick it back on, within three seconds, he's caught up and he's overtaken like six people. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you're that fast. How have you not overtaken the other six people in the next three seconds? Then? Exactly. <laughs> and instead, it takes three trips to get all the way yes. around. The yeah, exactly. Anyway, it gets right down to the end. Last lap, Saboba and uh, uh, Anakin are the last people. Oh, yeah. Side by side. And this thing gets hooked on one of Anakin's like cables or something, and they can't exactly. pull apart. And they're watching it from the tablet, the mum and the Qui-Gon and whatnot. And Qui-Gon does his, like, he just sort of looks back for a second, closes his eyes. Like, feels the force. Something happens, and they separate. And all you see is Saboba's engine just go. Yeah, I love that. And then he like skids to hope. And then he crosses the finish line. It's Skywalker. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's the most awkward child actor celebration in history. It's like, hey, let's high five. No, let's dance. Let's high five and dance. Oh, so bad. Anyway, mom, I won. Mom, I won. Yes, you did. You won everything like that. We didn't. We missed one iconic. We did scene. miss the scene where Qui Gon uh, adds another bet. Yeah, he adds Wato. another bet on top of it. So he's Wait. already so confident before the race starts that Sabolba's gonna win. He's like, he's gonna win, so you know I can bet anything. I was like, I'll take that bet. He goes, I bet you that my pod thing, my uh, Anakin will win. I'll bet you my pod. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 I can't do that. And he goes, oh no, he says I'll take the two slaves for it. the pod. And and Wato's like, well, no pod racer is worth. Two saves, which I don't understand the economy on uh, on Tatooine. I think that's probably not accurate, but okay. Yeah, it's so, whatever you want it to what be. Really. I happen to have his chance cube. He goes, I tell you what, uh, I happen to have a chance cube here. And he goes, red, it's the girl, and blue, yeah, sorry, no, no, uh, blue, blue it's, the, it's boy. the boy, and red, his mother. And he's like, yeah. okay, whatever. Goes, you do that too good. Uh, and he throws it. And I heard online that apparently the reason why he was so upset that it landed on blue because Qui-Gon moved, you yeah. know, used the force to do it, apparently because it was supposed to be a loaded die. Oh, so I, can, he's I completely agree with that. Yeah. I will say, however, <clears throat> Anakin clearly runs his shop. Yeah. Like, not from a business standpoint, but from he can repair what does basically owns junk ship parts, right? Mm-hmm. And Anakin, I would bet, makes those junk ship parts into work. something. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the majority of biz- of his business. So I I think he gets he's doubly annoyed because yeah. he was trying to cheat. Yeah. And he the one that his that was his lost, actual asset his was earner, the, the one has yeah. been lost. There. Exactly. Well, anyway, it's only if he wins the race and, and he's he not going to win. win. He's not going to win because Saboba always wins. Exactly, always wins. So always he takes wins. the bet. He takes the bet. He loses that bet as well. Yeah. And then they go and meet afterwards in that scene where the drone goes by. Yeah. And they go, so I'll come by later for the parts and I'll come by also to pick up the boy. Yeah. And he's like, no, you can't have the boy. It wasn't a fair bet. And he's like, you love my accent. <laughs> it wasn't a fair bet. And he goes, would you like to explain I this love, to the huts then? This is the thing. I love Qui-Gon Jinn. I love Liam Neeson. I love this character because he's so calm and somehow so intimidating. Yes. Do you think a Jedi wants to go and talk to the Huts? I bet they don't, right? Mm-hmm. I bet the Huts would would find a good reason to have a Jedi either on the payroll or as a hostage or something, right? But he just straight up, he just is like all in. Yeah. Let's go and talk to the Huts. We'll take us up with the Huts. Yeah. We'll take it up with the Huts. Yeah. Let's see how they... And he's like, just take him. Just take take him. him. Okay. Anyway, so he goes along and he breaks the news to Anakin. He's like, I managed to get your freedom. You're no longer a slave. And he's like, yay, mum, did you hear that? Mum's like, this pass is yours now. You get to be whatever you want to be. I hated all these things. And the moment he goes away, he's like, 
But, but what wait. about mum? Yeah. It's like, is my mum free too? It's like, I tried to bargain, but why I wouldn't have it, you yeah. know? He's like, he's like, I don't want to go without you, mum. <laughs> Fair enough. He's like a 10-year-old He's a little kid, boy, right? I guess. But the thing is, is that he's always like, before that, his mum was asking, it's like, what do you want to do? This is yeah. your choice. He's like, I want to do it. I've wanted nothing more. The other thing and is... And then five minutes later, no, I can't do it. Would you ask a 10-year-old what they want for dinner? Because like, I'd always right? have picked ice cream or chocolate cake. Like, sometimes right? you got to make a decision. What do you want kid. for breakfast? Lasagna. It's like, yeah. no, 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 fucking kid. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. So they, they leave and they start heading towards um, the ship. For some reason, they're running to begin with. And this is where, if I was Anakin, the movie ends. Because Qui-Gon turns around and realises that Darth Maul is on his, like, epic... Like, the sickest hover bike you've ever seen. Which, by the way, when we see him get on that thing, he just drives straight off a cliff. Off a cliff? There's a nutter. Out of nowhere. Guy's just like, I'm taking it. I don't care. I so, can do whatever. So they're running to the ship. Qui-Gon obviously gets a feeling from the Force. Turns around and he says, Anakin, drop! And if it was me, You'd he'd be like, like what? Drop. And I'd be like, why? <laughs> Splat! <laughs> right? And he just sort of... Anakin just drops on his face. Down. Across comes Darth Maul, who, like, leaps up and instantly... One of our best villains, sort of of all time, ignites his lightsaber and he, you know they start <laughs> dueling, right? Anakin, get to the ship. Yeah. Tell them to take off. That's, I love this. And the one of the things I love as well is that Anakin gets to the cabin, the mm-hmm. crew cabin, and Obi Wan already knows the drill. It's like see, they're one mind. They're see, just I know. I know a lot of people said Anakin didn't deliver his line. No one should know. But I get the impression that Obi Wan knows the drill. Mm-hmm. And he's like, take off, fly low. Yeah. Because he knows yeah. he's Qui-Gon Jinn. He's a exactly. badass. And they fly over him and he does his Jedi jump as he gets like, no. jumps into the ship and they take off before he's even gone inside. That, takes yeah. up a fucking light speed and I'm like, bruv, allow the guy to get inside first. And Darth Maul is just staring after them and something about Darth Maul as well. Like in the same way that uh, Qui-Gon is, is calm and like ominous yeah. and impressive, Darth Maul is um, silent. Different calm. Menacing. It's menacing. He's silent silence. and menacing and like somehow so aggressive yeah. to like look at, even though he's just standing there. Yeah. There's something he's so intimidating. I love that character. Yeah. So good. <clears throat> anyway, they get up, they've got their parts, they've got their thing, they fly off to Coruscant. They're like, okay, we're yeah. in Coruscant now, and the idea is that the Queen's gonna go speak to them and he's gonna get someone to bring an army back so they yeah. can take back Naboo because it's been invaded unfairly. Um they get there and they meet the Chancellor of the Law Room and they also meet Palpatine for the first time. I will say, there is a scene that kind of makes us feel for Anakin on the ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a little the, kid and he's I'm cold. cold in space. And uh, the yeah. handmaiden, Padme, yeah. she likes help, helps him. And, uh, you know, he obviously, like, really was quite attached to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this is never going to work out. He's a kid. She's a, ha- a royal handmaid. They'll probably never see each other again. If you said handmaiden, it'll be okay. But royal handmaiden, they're okay. I kind of Exactly. So they'll never yeah. see each other again. But he gives her like a little keepsake. And we're like, oh, he's a sweet kid. I He'll guess. He'll bring you good fortune. Yeah, that kind right. of stuff. Right. And then uh, we, they, we get to Coruscant. Yeah. They land there. They're like greeted and whatnot. We'll hope we can sort this out. Palpatine seems to be genuinely like on her side and seems to be wanting to help her out. This guy is a good egg. I'm getting a good vibe. He's doing his best to like to to explain the situation, Mm -hmm. to work out a way that we can get this resolved as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. He's clearly on team uh, Naboo. Team Naboo. He's very knowledgeable and his knowledge is very useful for the Naboo. Yeah. I trust him. He's a good guy. He's a trustworthy guy. Exactly. It's good that we have this guy and not that the dude from the planet. From me, he's a he's a bad egg. I'm telling you. If we see him again, he's going to be doing. That something reminds bad. me. We completely forgot. He sent 
a trap message yeah. to the ship. He's like, the death tolls, um, what was it? Like, the, the death tolls are uncountable. It's like, you, you must, must contact us. You must contact yeah, so us. So they can trace them and kill the that queen. Guy's, that guy's bad. I'm I telling you, bad news. Guy, but thank God we got this Palpatine dude who's on side. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank it's you, It's good Palpatine. that we finally have someone that's not a Jedi that we can trust. Right. I'm going to get a t-shirt printed, Team Palpatine. I agree. There we go. <laughs> and <laughs> then we go, then we move along, and they discuss the, like, the inner politics of the Coruscant yeah. and whatnot. I will say, bizarrely, this is one of the few things that actually is quite well planned out in the Star Wars thing. Yeah. Annoyingly, they don't plan out, like, Obi-Wan didn't know that Darth wasn't a name, you know, yeah. in the future that hasn't happened yet. Um they don't know that it's called a lightsaber, not a laser sword. Yeah, There's all yeah. these things. But the thing that is planned out and does work is the intergalactic politics. politics. They yeah. know about trade federations and this group wants that, you know, the treaty with that group and yeah. stuff. So basically Palpatine explains, this is like a, this is how Congress works. This is how like the Senate works and whatnot. It's a, a massive process. Everything takes forever. They'll make Nothing a committee ever works. to do it's, the thing. It'll take months. And there's corruption and yeah. stuff like that. No and, one knows. Nothing's going to get the done. Senate, um, the the chancellor is in the pocket of the bureaucrats. Exactly, and they lay out a lot of these harsh truths and whatnot right. about how the Senate works and how slow it is. And it's going to take is. ages, and the Queen is like, we we don't have that long. Yeah. Like there are people that they're attacking. The army's there now. Mm-hmm. We need something done now. Yeah, and he's like, well, we 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 can try, but the chancellor is too weak. We'd need a stronger chancellor. The only way you can do that is if you manage to get a vote of no confidence in yeah. Chancellor Valorum, exactly. then maybe we can get a Chancellor who will take action yeah. and he or she can can get something resolved. Yeah. So that's what happens. Next time they go to speak, they go to be like, the, the Trade Federation have attacked my planet. Trade Federation's like, I object. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. They work along and then she delivers a powerful speech saying, my people are being attacked. We're dying. We need action yeah. right now. If this body isn't capable of action, then maybe we need to appoint yeah. another one. I call for a vote of no confidence yeah. against the Chancellor. The whole Senate erupts. <laughs> you see the Wookiees cheering. And then, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's actually the E.T. aliens. I never... You telling me ET is in the, this movie? The ET aliens, I swear to God, they're in there. There's, so after the Wookiees cheer, uh, it cuts to another side where we see more <laughs> aliens, right? I need and to down, go back to see yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, down somewhere on like the bottom right hand, like one of the last ones down. There's like three or four of these ET aliens, like either cheering or like in chaos. It's it's pretty cool. Let me it's know a, if you saw the ET yeah, aliens. I, I saw that probably the fourth time I watched this and then I checked to see if it was just me and apparently people have noticed it Okay, it's just a little touch and apparently it wasn't there to begin with so and at this time as well uh, the Jedi's Qui-Gon Jinn and uh, um, Obi-Wan have gone to the Jedi Council so they can see them so they can notify them of the Sith returning there's a Sith Lord right now because there are there are force users in in the world of the Star Wars not just um, Jedi but being attacked by a lightsaber that's kind of a big deal yeah so they go and, there and also to lay out like what's happened with everything that they had to do and how negotiations broke down because mm-hmm. they haven't actually been in contact with the Jedi Order since, since they were sent then. out yeah yeah yeah. and they get there and they say alright and you go into a room and you've got uh, Yoda there you've yeah. got Samuel Jackson as Mace, Mace Windu over there fucking Badass, great yeah Little fact as well, in the original movie when this was released, uh, they the CG wasn't up to scratch to produce a fully CG Yoda. Okay. So they made a puppet Yoda like they did in the original movies, right? Yeah. Except for one scene where there was a fully CG Yoda. Okay. You know where uh, Obi-Wan is talking to Yoda and he's pacing back and forwards after yes. Qui-Gon 
something happens to him, we're not going to say just yet. <laughs> um, in that scene, it was a fully CG Yoda. In every other scene, it was a puppet. Okay. But then it was obviously digitally enhanced afterwards and replaced with the fully CG Yoda for the yes, theatrical release later. My memory of this of the puppet Yoda in this is haunting. Haunting. He is terrifying to look at. And I'm glad that the one I bought on Amazon, yes, that's him. Awful. He is terrible and terrifying to look at. And although I don't like the CG Yoda, yeah. I do prefer the original puppet. The yeah. new puppet was terrifying. Awful. And I'm glad I got Ooh. the new the newer CG yeah. Yoda because the oh that puppet is there you go. <sighs> anyway, that was the little interesting fact there. And, and then Qui Gon that's right, Masters of the Jedi Council. I just mm -hmm. remembered I found a young boy who um, whose power level is over 9,000. I've encountered a virgins in the Force. It's like, it's just centered yeah. around this person. He's got a Medichlorian count off the charts. Ola, uh, which, why did you say that? I specifically said power level. Medichlorians. I, I was hoping we were going to write that out listen, of this movie. Medichlorians are the most important fact of this whole franchise. I reckon it's if they do, very if, they make, if they make more movies, let's say like a trilogy, or, or maybe even if it goes, let's say it goes to like 10 movies. Let's say. I think you're right. Like these Medichlorians, I didn't like it as an idea. I understand it. It's obviously the way the Force works. It's going to be a key principle in any further movie. It's going to be brought up in every movie from here on out. So we best lay out the ground. Yeah, work. we That's better learn the rules. Like, you know, when you when you play a new game for the first time, you can't be able to learn how the leveling system works. But you might as well spend the time up front, level early, don't get five levels in and have all these points to spend. It's easier then. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate Minichlorians <laughs> so much. But Master Yoda doesn't even have a Minichlorian count that high. <laughs> we, it was like, they just Dragon Ball Z it. They did. It was like, his power level's only 9,000. Oh, oh. Anyway, so um, yeah, so this is the guy. Bring him before us and we'll check him yeah, out. Yeah, we'll test. No problem, we'll check out. I bring him, he did a couple of tests and what, what am I seeing on they this little pad? They do basic magician's tests. Yeah, it's like... Is he supposed to be a psychic or is he supposed yeah. to be a... D anyway, he's like, as a ship, as a cup, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he nails it. And he goes, how do you feel? And he's like, cold, sir. It's like, mm, no, no, no. Like I feel I feel some fear in, in you. Your thoughts dwell on your mother. And it's like, I miss her. And it's like, scared of losing her, are you? It's like, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I wouldn't worry about it. He's a kid. He's a kid. And he seems like a good egg. He's a good kid. I mean, he's a, he's a little mechanic kid. He's been flee freed from slavery. Exactly. He's got a crush on, you know, a very gorgeous handmaiden. His, his life is looking up. It's better from where and it was. And he's going to become like a Jedi on this gorgeous, like, Coruscant city world. Right. We don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Anyway, they go like, I sense much fear in you. And they give him a weird look. And well, you know, there's this terrifying puppet. And, and and Samuel L. Jackson like use the force, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like get this motherfucking force. Oh my mother. Anyway, they go on. That they continue. Um, the Queen goes, oh, I can't wait for this and whatnot. After they find out that Palpatine is one of the nominations to become Chancellor of the Law Room. Oh yeah, yeah. She goes, this is taking way too long. My people are dying. So I have to go back. It's we're quite fortunate because one of the guys that gets the nomination, mm -hmm. which it's a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. A welcome one is that. <laughs> is that Palpatine's up for the nomination yes. for Chancellor, right? Yes. Which is which, great because we like him. Which it we is love great. He's, he's on Team Naboo, mm -hmm. which is the important thing. And he knows what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. So if he gets it, actually, we're, we're okay because Chancellor Valoran was too weak anyway. Yes. So anyone's better than him. Anyone. But now we have the shot that Palpatine could be the guy. Palpatine's our guy. We trust him. He knows what's up. This is a solid guy right Exactly. Here. And if he gets it, which, I mean, look, it's still up. For debate. Yeah. But if he gets it, which, I mean, we'll have to trust in the Force. 
the galaxy is going to be a far better place if he does get it. That's right. what we're. That's what he we know make for sure. All the decisions, and he'll say, "Look, right now we need to save Naboo. Let's get this done." Exactly. And that's what we need. And so while that's going on, we now have the chance that not only do we get a stronger chance for him, but that chance as Palpatine. Thank the Force. Thank the Force. That now the Queen can say, "Okay, we're going to leave this up to you guys." Right? Palpatine will can at least advise the new Chancellor yeah, if yeah. he doesn't get it. And we've got to go back to Naboo. I've got to go back and save my home planet. No problem. Right. Ready the ships. Let's go. Let's go, guys. Everyone yeah. gets back on the ship. And also, uh, Qui-Gon and uh, um, Obi-Wan follow them as well. How down did there. you forget that? Nick? Almost. I don't know what's going on. I think when I say Qui-Gon, it really it trips yeah, me up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they get on the plane. Everyone gets back there. Gets back there. And also, uh, Anakin also follows them as well. Don't know why you take a kid on a war war mission, a, a oh, siege upon a planet. Qui-Gon said, uh, Qui-Gon told the council he was going to train him anyway. It's true, actually. He says, I'm not allowed to train you, so you're going to have to watch my movements. That yeah. was it, right? So you can watch my movements and then you can find out. No problem. Let's go. They head off to Naboo. They get there. They have a little idea that they're going to use the Gungans because they have a royal army yeah. to sort of attack them and create a sort of a diversion. So they go and find the Gungans who have been ousted by the, the robot army. While we, yeah. while we haven't really been paying attention to Naboo, um, they've gone after the Gungans. Exactly. They go after the Gungans, but they're like they're not in their hidden city. They go somewhere else now. They yeah. go to another sort of backup place, and they go. Okay, we need to beg them to help because they need to cause a diversion while they grab the Viceroy. Because exactly. without the Viceroy, they're lost and confused. They say, yeah. no problem. It's that's like a good the plan. Mothership kind of deal. Yeah. Destroy the mothership, it all falls apart. Kind of thing. They got their plan. That's cool. That's amazing. Yeah. They then go along, and they go. Okay, so I'm gonna plea as the Queen for this guy's help. Because we need him so badly, yes. we can't do it without him. They get there, they go, okay, would you help us? Our two force, our two, um, oh, uh, sorry, she gives a big speech first of all. She's About. like, we've come here to seek you out. to bring you out. And then at the moment, one of the handmaidens pops out and goes, Your, Your Honor, uh, I wanted to speak to you in person. I'm the... She just speaks straight to Boss Nash. Like the handmaid just walks out. The guy's like, who the fuck is this? And she goes... Uh, I'm uh, Queen Amidala. This is my handmaiden, my protection, my loyal bodyguard. Yeah. And at that moment, it flicks in your head. The entire time when they're in a public place, yeah. Padme, who is the actual queen, yeah. is pretending to be a handmaiden. And yeah. one of the handmaidens because, pretends to be the queen. Because the queen's the target. Because if she gets shot, then it's, it's just the handmaiden right, exactly. that gets killed. And do you want to hear some interesting facts? Go on then. What is one character that looks like Natalie Portman? Sorry, one uh, actress that looks like Natalie Portman. Go on. Kira Knightley, would you say? I could say, uh, yeah, with makeup and In stuff. In my like, opinion, yeah, I've I confused the two a lot. And a lot of people on the internet, I say, confuse the two a lot. I, can, I, can, I could see it with the amount of makeup that um, <clears throat> Princess Amidala, Queen Amidala When gets. she wears it, right? Yeah. So here's two things. One, when she, uh, Padme is Queen Amidala, when Natalie Portman actually yeah. becomes Queen Amidala, they digitally changed her voice to make it sound a little bit deeper. And yeah, little they thing, do. They so do, they, they do. can make it she sound She has like a, a regal, like Batman voice. Exactly. And they kept switching her between one Padme uh, handmaiden specifically. Yeah. Who was played by Kira Knightley? Kira Knightley was in this I movie, and I that. didn't even know. I never knew that. There are whole websites de devoted to finding out in which scenes is it Kira Knightley on Natalie Portman. I didn't. I did know that it was that same handmaid. That yes. They, that they are always changing, and there are times where Padme is is Queen Amidala, and it's the handmaid that's mm -hmm. Queen Amidala. And so I have noticed that, and I didn't know it was the same one all the time. But I didn't know it was Kira Knightley. It was Kira Knightley, and with the makeup. I can see because Kira Knight has a very distinct jawline. Yeah, squarish jaw. But because like. their voices are the same, yeah. and because of the amount of makeup, 
I didn't know that. That and is cool. Whenever they're handmade, they wear like a hood so you can yeah, barely yeah, see yeah. their face. Their and face whatnot. is only about this much. Unbelievable. That it's, is incredible. Cool. it's incredible. And so the only person that hasn't figured out what's going on at this point is that Anakin, who's completely He's in the like, eh? He's like, what? And, and Qui-Gon and uh, Obi-Wan are just looked to themselves and they're just like, this bitch, I knew something was up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, she pops up in front of the boss, Nasa, and he goes, like, I'm leveling with you. I'm vulnerable right here. We need your help. We need yeah. our two people to unite. We need to come against these droid armies for the and sake of Naboo. He's, he's, he's kind of won over because she's like, look, we have a, a similar enemy, but not just that. Like, you guys are amazing. Yeah. And that wins boss Nasa over because they all think that the guys above them feel like they're above them, right? Yeah. And see her like... One, come out and not go with the, uh, the the line of she's the queen, I'm just a handmaid. Mm-hmm. And then she kneels down and stuff. It wins him over. They all become friends. Yay. Yeah. Right? Thank the force. And um, they convince the Gungans to uh, have like a pitched battle outside of the capital to draw the army away. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I have to say, I do love the Gungan. Not, not their faces, but all the other aspects of the design. I yeah. love. I love that when they... Um, when they when they set up, yeah. they have these giant like watery Shields, shield generators. Yeah. I love the sound effect when the the laser tank bolts hit them, and they have that bing, like. Bing, 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 bing. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I love everything about it. It was really really great and very well designed. If it was to be a bigger battle, if it was actually like they were supposed to win, I don't think they could win. I agree. But they have great tech. It looks like, especially yeah. for a civilization that looks like it's all organic. It's like yeah, it's great like organic <clears throat> technology. I yeah. love their shields that ref- that like sort of bounce the bullet the bullets back and stuff. I loved it. I really do great. enjoy them. I like their little. Uh, water slash electricity yes, bombs. The, the, the Gungan. Uh, no, no, sorry. The, the Boba. Boba. Yeah. Use the Boba. And it's like, I don't have a Boba. And like, use this one. Anyway, they uh, they set up for an, a fight here yeah. where the whole droid army is going to be facing them as a distraction right. so they can get into the, the main uh, yeah. Naboo well, Padme, palace. Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Anakin for some reason, and a few of her like hand-picked guards like, sneak in because they're going after uh, like Newt Gunray. Yes, Because exactly. if we can get him... We can shut down the ships. We can stop the blockade. We can take him back to the Senate and, and get this dealt with, right? Exactly. So they like uh, they manage to infiltrate. They get inside. They get into a nice sky spot, and then they set off all hell and everything starts yeah, they going. They attack out. a tank. It blows up. And the new gun race sort of like this is. I thought the battle was going to take f- place further away from yeah. here. This is too close. And Darth Maul's there as well. Darth exactly. Maul's with them <clears> as protection. And he sort of slips off to the side. Just sort of gently sort of slips off to the side. Like, oh, where's yeah. he going? And so I think the. Oh, that's right. Because the play is that they're going to get to the hangar yeah. and get all the fire parts up in the up in space to deal with the ships, exactly. try and take them out, get rid of the blockade, so right. they can then bring in reinforcements, right. so they can so do they, something so like that. So Padme, the Jedi, everybody, they break into the hangar, they fight mm-hmm. the the droids, and while that's all going on, um, the pilots jump into the ships, and, and we need somewhere safe for Anakin to uh, to say he jumps into a ship because look, it's a ship, it's designed for space combat. A few like little blaster bolts, they're just going to bounce yeah, off yeah, the exactly. hull. Right? And it's always a good place to put a kid in a vehicle. I've always put the exactly. best place for a kid. Exactly. And Qui-Gon orders him to stay where he is. Stay, stay in, in that, that cockpit. cockpit. Exactly. Stay in that cockpit while they head off. So they've cleared out the hangar now. Everyone's left. They're about to walk out. Doors open. And there is Darth Maul in the hood. Mm. just standing there mm. and then Quagon's like we'll take care of this yeah <clears throat> and they're like Padme we'll go the long way they go they shoot off Quagon and Obi-Wan square up with this unknown Jedi in unison they take off their robes they're just sort of like it's right ball left drop pull out the lightsaber it's and I was so like good. oh my god that's so cool and then Darth Maul he's kind of a ninja like he flips his his oversized lightsaber around 
and it ignites. And then it ignites again. And I still lose my shit. Mate, it's the Every best. time. And it was the first time we've oh. ever seen that in, in a Star Wars movie, right? That all the, all the lightsabers are one blade. Yeah. And here's a dude who's basically like got a laser bow staff kind yeah. of thing. Like a proper like uh, Shaolin monk kind of thing. It's so cool. So damn cool. And so starts one of the best fights ever. It would take you, I mean, seven movies to at with least, lightsabers. At least. To come up with another fight scene as good as that. Say, like, maybe around a throne room or something. Exactly. Right? I would, with it, multiple people. Multiple. Loads. You'd need tons of people. And uh, an amazing weird chemistry between two people. Exactly. It would, it, you, I don't know what would, it would take, can't imagine. It, it would take, like I say, a cinematic universe to present another lightsaber fight as good as this one. Exactly. I do want to say something about Darth Maul is that he's so... There's something about him, right? Like, he does all these flips and stuff, and that's cool, but then he uses the Force in a way that no one else has. Like, yeah. He picks up a droid bit while he's fighting the guys and flings it against the wall. So he can open, open the a door. door. It's so cool. The dude's a freaking badass. Yeah. I absolutely love everything about this scene. Unbelievable. He's, this scene is the best, in my opinion. I love this fight scene more than any fight scene. In Duel of the Fates is one of my all-time favourite songs. When you play, we're big fans of Battlefront 2, yes. the game. It has had a bit of a, a bumpy ride, but playing it <laughs> is a it lot mildly. of fun. Playing it is a lot of fun. And despite Darth Maul being a good villain to pick, he's not the best. Like, you would be better off with Kylo at the minute or Darth Vader or whoever. Mm. But when you spawn in and do the, of the Fates plays, <laughs> and you get the, the spinny thing, <laughs> it's so, so satisfying. Good. So satisfying, He's, that's right. I love this film. This is one of my best movie fights of all time yes. in any franchise ever. And then basically they, they have this rolling duel yeah. between the two of them. It the goes through the three of them. Through the hangar, it goes through what looks like a platform room with vertical lights. Yeah. I don't know what that's for, but it's for something. Um, and they kick each other off of platforms to land at lower platforms. And then there's like Obi-Wan does like cool... Uh, force jumps to another yeah. platform and they head off to what looks like a, a, a it's somewhere a heavily guarded for it's no guarded, reason it's guarded with like an old style uh, laser gate yeah laser gates that are in some sort of weird uh, there's like say 12 laser gates in a row and they sort of open at sequences like 1, yeah. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and when they close again 1, 2, 3, 4 what is in this room that is needs to be guarded like that? No idea, because what's actually in the room is just a, a bottomless pit. A fucking hole. <laughs> it's just a hole. I have to say, one of the it's things... It's not even a Sarlacc pit. I mean, what's a exactly. Sarlacc pit? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. No, 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 no. Um, one of the things I love about this duel, because, so like you said, Obi-Wan gets kicked off down to another ledge, mm -hmm. and, I mean, he ends up on a very low bit of ground. Yeah. And manages to get up and then jump back up to the level that Qui-Gon yeah. and Darth Maul are fighting on. But they're further ahead and they head towards this, yeah. this uh, laser door area. You can just see in the background him running with his lightsaber. Yeah. And he's sprinting to catch up. And one of the things I love about this duel as well is that it continues um, twice through the laser yeah. fields. Um, until they end up with Obi-Wan stuck waiting for yeah. the laser doors. It's like the gate's open. Before the last one, Darth Maul gets cut off, and then one in one laser gate closes between, and then Qui Gon's yeah. right between, and then all of them close, and Obi Wan's right at the end. Yeah. So you can't make and it. And one of the things that I love as well, which I mentioned, that Qui Gon's calm and Darth Maul's silent, mm. and they're both very intimidating, but for different reasons. Yes, Qui Gon's so calm because he's such a badass. Yeah, and um, Darth Maul starts 
like prowling like a tiger like he's hunting back and forth and he's staring yeah. at him like but, but the cool thing is they both turn their lightsabers off Don't, no need for that yet because they're both calm they both know they are they are the baddest mamma jammers in the galaxy yeah. just wait once and his Quentin, door's open what does he do? sits he just, down he just starts meditating and he starts meditating he's like yeah he's like I'm gonna get calm become one with the force murder this red fool and uh, and then help the queen <laughs> you know exactly. like he's so calm and and Darth Maul's just there like, okay, I'm going to wait for these doors to open. I'm going to murder these two Jedi. And then I'm going to do whatever my master tells me I'm to do. I'm going to eat some chicken wings, whatever goes oh, right. exactly. <laughs> he's silent. Qui-Gon's calm, but they're both so imposing. I absolutely love this. Then the doors open and uh, they start fighting and they fight through the last of the doors and into the chamber. Yeah. Obi-Wan sprints to catch up, but... Bzz, 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 the last just, one the just last catches one. him. Which is a bit... Do you know what I really love about this bit? Before the gates open, it's like they both sense yeah, when yeah, it's going to yeah. happen. Obi Wan senses it first, and then it's because uh, it starts. It start. Oh yeah, it starts. Uh, it starts at the other yeah. end. It's almost like it say he's like he pulls out his it ignites his lightsaber, and then you see Darth Maul do the same thing, and then it opens. I'm like, whoa, these guys are fucking yeah. awesome. Man. Anyway, they start fighting, and he watches uh, Qui Gon fight in that moment. Yeah, it's a badass fight. Badass fight. Somehow Maul's got this really weird movement, like he flips, yeah. and he jumps and stuff in a way that. Like I think they're all a match yeah. in terms of their like their lightsaber skills. Saber skills. Yeah. But Darth Maul's got this really bizarre movement, and he has the fact that you know the one lightsaber could be pointing away, but there's another one pointing yeah. towards you, and he gets the best of Qui Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. He's through the chest. Yeah. No. It's like it's almost like uh, Obi Wan sees exactly where his mistake was. Yes. Like because yes, all the way through he's like, yeah, cool, no problem. I'm watching. I'm watching. And then he sees one wrong move, and you see this look on his face, like, and then he gets his arm knocked up, and then that's when it just goes straight yeah. through his chest, and he's like, no. One of the things though, that a lot of people don't know this, but Obi Wan is actually one of is the I think he's the most talented swordsman or mm-hmm. saberman or whatever of the Jedi. In the, a, in the later movies, they kind of say it's someone else. But we don't know about no later movies, so we're not going to say anything like that. Well, who do they say? They say that uh, they say Anakin goes, if you were to spend this much time on your uh, vehicle's choosing skills, more than you're on your... Instead, oh, no. on so your saber says, skills... He says he, you'd, you'd rival Yoda. Master Yoda. Or do you reckon because he's not alive, he doesn't count? Well, no, 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 but not, not that. But he says you'd, you'd master rival Yoda. That doesn't mean... Obi-Wan's not better than Yoda. True. It just means that he's solid using point. Yoda as a good example. Solid point, solid point. So I, I, know, accept I, that, I accept that, I accept that. Anyway, yeah, so he does that and then there's this moment where like he's now looking, Darth Maul's looking at Obi-Wan because I've just killed your master. Yeah. And this is what's coming for you. Up. Yeah. You're dead, mate. In that time, uh, Anakin has somehow managed to make the uh, ship that he was in Start up. Some of the guards are still in the room and they're being attacked by droidikas. Droidikas, but they're no match for the blasters that are on right. these ships. So he's pressing Shit. buttons. R2, we need to help them. And the ship, like... I have to say, why do the Naboo fighters look like taxis? He's in a space taxi. It's true, yeah. You know? They look um, cool, but yellow? <laughs> they do look cool, but they are in taxis. Uh, so he gets it on and he starts shooting them, but it's on autopilot. And it starts taking him up Who to the, the battle scene. Who was the guy that configured scene. autopilot to that big thing in the sky? It's a, it takes him up to the battle scene. Which, okay, <clears throat> luckily, if I remember correctly, he's the only human that can pod race. Exactly. So he's quite the pilot. He's the best pilot in the galaxy. He That's is. That's what he is. Anyway, he gets up there. He starts like, oh, what's going on? R2, take this autopilot off. It's going to get us both killed. 
He takes him off and he does some like tricks and, and he gets a roll. Still barrel roll. Exactly. And he goes he manages to get inside the ship's Which hangar. No one else has considered get inside the ships so that the shields stop lasers and bombs, but And seeing as the guns are on the outside, let's get inside. So he like I guess he crashes in the ship. Yeah, everything overheats he goes and whatnot. Then all the droids start running towards <laughs> yeah. him and he's like, Oh, they're about to go up. At that moment, Boom, everything yeah, just yeah. turns right back on. And he fires off a couple of missiles that just so happen to be... Right to the power reactor. Yeah. And then you've got that weird monster thing up in the control room where it's like, there seems, to be, <laughs> there seems to be something wrong with the main reactor, sir. And it's like, nothing, it's impossible. Nothing can get through our shields. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this, yeah, it's so all messing up. There's explosions happening. Let's get out of here. They fly out. He basically pod races his way out. Now Beats this is pod racing. Yeah. Ah! God. <laughs> beats the explosion he gets out and look out of the hangar one of ours yeah woo yeah oh also yeah, yeah, yeah. forget about all the other fo- TIE right. fighters that are going around exactly. and stuff like that that are going around here cut yes back to the best fight mm. we're ever gonna see at that moment gates open up Obi-Wan is filled with rage at this moment. Yeah. You can see it in his face. As far as Jedi's come. Exactly. There's a, there's a like, they're at but level so two. The thing <laughs> is, I, I would say, this is the point where Obi-Wan's decided this guy's going to die. Yeah. Right? Where a Jedi, look, Jedi do kill people. That's the thing. Yeah. Right? They have laser swords. But, you know, um, like, they're told, capture this guy. Yeah. Or, or stop him. We need to and, find out who the actual yeah. bad guy is. And Obi-Wan's decided, this guy dies here. This guy just dies. Yeah. Right. Instead of I'm not going to capture this guy, he got a go. Mm -hmm. But he's not like it's not a murder. It's this guy's a bad guy. He's just killed one of the greatest Jedi ever to have lived. He's more dangerous alive than he is captured. He's got to go. He's got to die. And that's the moment he makes up the mind. This guy dies. Yeah. And they have one of the coolest sword fights right here. So amazing. There's one scene in particular, one bit in particular where he sort of like. I know what you mean. uh, Darth Maul pulls one side of his lightsaber and then pulls it to the other yeah. side and quite, uh, Obi-Wan's sort of standing sideways and he goes psh, psh, like yeah. that to block him and I was like oh and it's so fast oh. because he's, he's going because Darth Maul can hit angles that Obi-Wan can't so yeah. Obi-Wan's way uh, like quicker he must be yeah. it's such a great <laughs> yeah. fight it's so, so good. good and at one point he gets the better of him Maul gets the better of Obi-Wan he knocks his lightsaber out of yeah. his hand and he pushes him over the edge and he just about holds yeah. on to this one thing that's sticking out of the whole Sarlacc pit right. whatever we call it whatever and his lightsaber's pit. gone down the infinite pit of infinite droppage yes exactly right. down there and he's looking there and Maul's kind of like toying with him he's like yeah he's throwing in sparks the like yeah. if he could reach his fingers he'd be stepping on them exactly right. luckily though and he got a look in their face where he's just like he's looking at him and he goes yeah and then they're looking, and you see uh, Obi Wan look I, over to the side. Fills that Qui Gon's lightsabers up there, mm-hmm. and luckily, um, because of force abilities, right? Because you can jump and stuff. It doesn't matter mm. if you're the high ground or the low ground. Oh yeah, the, the high ground it, isn't a thing. It's not really a it's problem really because a problem. you can force jump, you can force push and pull and stuff. Exactly. So luckily, Obi Wan being the low ground warrior that he is, yes, exactly. He, he force like I guess pulls himself up and <laughs> jumps as well, flips over in the same time pulls. The lightsaber in midair ignites it and whack. Like, and all you see Darth Maul is just like, yeah, it's just a huh, what? That's not supposed to happen. And then he falls. And the thing that I absolutely loved in that scene is he comes apart. Splits into two. One bit starts flipping yeah. sideways. And like, that's it. You know, the guy's dead. He's There's dead. There's no way. No one survives that. You'll never see that guy again. And drop down an infinite pit of infinite nah. dropping. You'll never see that guy again. I promise Gone. you. Promise you will never see that guy again. And at that moment, he goes over to his boy Qui-Gon. He goes, Master, what's wrong? And he's like, No, 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 you can't die, you can't die. It's like, it's it's too late, it's too late. Yeah. It's like the Such boy, he is the chosen one. 
promise me you'll train him, train him. He's like, he's like yes, master, yes, I'll do anything for you. And that moment he slips yeah. away, Qui-Gon's dead. That is a re- I have to say it's a very touching scene. Very touching and scene. There's also something about the way that Obi-Wan like cries sort of into um, Liam Neeson's face. Like yeah. his nose ends up on the side of his face. There's something about being that close to him that just sells the fact that this guy really means everything to him. I, I mean, they're supposed to be, he's supposed to be like the only father figure in his life. Right? Yeah, he is so very father figure-esque. I would go as far as to say they love each other. Yeah, they, definitely. It's genuine love. They right do. There. And also Qui-Gon is, it's quite clear to us, he's a very unusual kind of guy, the sort of guy that inspires loyalty, that's creative thinking, doesn't necessarily follow all of the rules, mm-hmm. um, but not in a, not in a, in a criminal way, but more in like a kind cheeky a bend way. of rules. Yeah, like some, yeah. Like he's, he lives in the grey. Yes, exactly. You know? yeah. I would say. Yeah, things is it's a spectrum of grey. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of that. After that was they, they cremate his body. Yeah, and the whatnot. final scene, very touching. Everybody's sad. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, the, this is the point where we realise that thankfully, Anakin has guys like Obi-Wan and Palpatine yeah. looking out for him. Exactly. Because without, without that kind of influence in this crazy world, mm-hmm. it'd be very difficult to, to not turn out right. Exactly. But luckily... We have Palpatine is there. He's and, there to give and him guidance. Palpatine's just had a promotion, right? He he now is the he's Chancellor. He's the Chancellor of, of Lorem, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the Chancellor of the Senate on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Anakin's gonna be spending a lot of time on Coruscant because that's where the Jedi Order is. He's gonna start yeah. his training. Yoda and Mace Windu decide that the Sith have returned. Yeah. So it's we have to take the chance on the boy. Exactly. Obi Wan obviously passes the trials, he's a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, like a full Jedi Knight and is allowed to take on Anakin. Yeah. So now Anakin is sort of under two wings. He's under the wing of Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of the badass swordsmen in the galaxy, mm-hmm. trained by Qui-Gon Jinn himself. Yes. And under the wing of Chancellor Palpatine, who will be able Stand to educate him in the way of like stuff outside of the Jedi Order. Because mm-hmm. the Jedi are very like narrow-minded. They do Jedi things. Yeah. And they it's don't like a dogmatic seem... view of the force. Right. Uh, and they don't seem super interested or involved in like the politics the way the things actually work in the world mm-hmm. so now anakin's going to have the greatest education exactly and grow up to be a really formidable force for good exactly exactly yeah. and thank god for for palpatine right there a good egg exactly and palpatine comes to naboo afterwards and sort of like you know oh, oh we've yeah. saved you guys here's helping out that and then they he have does. a final celebration the gungans come along and they're being honored for their yeah, bravery yeah. and their help on one yeah. during this time padme as the queen she gives them a gift a ball of, of light. Where, you know, where you touch the thing and the electricity goes. Exactly, yeah, like a yeah. plasma ball. And it's like, this is great because you, you don't like... have torches. <laughs> so, what? You guys like electric balls. There you go. There you go. Whatever this thing is. And that's the end of the movie. I absolutely love the score in this. The music is so good. Naboo's Beautiful is one of my favorite maps to play on the game. Yep. It's it's so good. Fantastic. It's so good. Let's get to the most important part of this movie yeah. club uh, series that we're doing. Let's, Let's rank the uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace in our list of Star Wars movies uh, of the ones that we've watched so far. I think so, it's number one. I'm gonna go with I'm number one number as one. well. I think number it's the one best movie, best Star Wars movie we've watched so far. Best Star Wars movie we've watched so far. Yeah. Okay. So let's just lay that out for you guys. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace at number one. 
with Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's that's, that's where it's ranking right so far. That's the ranking as it stands, and it will change depending on the next movies. Yes. Uh, we'll let you guys Currently, know. Currently, that's the best movie we've watched. Exactly. As the first movie that we've watched. Um, I just want to read out one little thing as well. So Diogonator on a, on a Discord, he wrote down, okay, My Diogo. review, The Phantom Menace sucks because it's a bad, also terrible final uh, fight scene was epic but doesn't hold much weight because I'm not connected to the characters. It's use- it's a useless movie since the story only really picks up in episode two and he puts like a funny Oh, well, that's there. good. They, they made a second one. Oh, they made that. a second one. That's, that's brilliant. Fantastic. That's good news. So that's what we're going to be watching next week, news. guys. Uh, get ready for that. Join the Discord if you haven't joined the Discord because we will be talking about the movies as we watch them and you'll be able to give your input we want you guys to comment and leave your reviews um your favorite scenes and stuff oh by the way it was saki that remembered that other character i was a chachanti bani because that was the name of the character which uh there you go i mean i don't know how you remember those names but yeah go for it uh bobby six gun said his favorite scenes were during the <laughs> during the pod racing where yeah. jabba the hut flicks the little crit off the side <laughs> That's one of his favourite scenes. <laughs> and then his second favourite scene was when Darth Maul flips off his bike to fight Qui-Gon on Tatooine. That one's pretty epic. That's pretty epic. I'm going to awesome. read you on that one. And yeah. uh, do you know what? I also, gonna... love, I also love when he flicks the little creature and goes, ah! ah! Like proper like death screams. <laughs> I did love that. It was a good, it's a good little uh, addition. It was a good little sure. addition. Yeah, yeah. What, Bobby, I've got to ask you. What about when he bites the head off of the thing and, throw, and, and spits, spits it, it at the gun? Go- like, it's like the things are wait- they're waiting. They're like, vum, 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 Go! <laughs> anyway, guys, next week we'll be watching Star Wars Episode 2, yeah. Attack of the Clones. I hope you guys all enjoyed this yes. episode. Let us know in the comment section for any feedback, anything you want to and change. Join us on the Discord. Join we, us on that Discord. We want yes. some feedback about this. Like, we've been thinking about, should we mention people's comments as they come up in the order? Mm-hmm. Should we mention at the end or at the beginning, like, mm-hmm. batch people's favourite bits? So that's something we want your feedback yeah. uh, on the Discord with yeah. or in the YouTube comments. Um, you can... Add your comments in and we'll read them out in the next one as well. Yeah. We're watching The Clone Wars. We are. Attack of the Clones. Oh, oh, oh sorry, Clone Wars, clones. my apologies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Attack of the Clones. And uh, we'll see you guys hopefully next week. Remember, one week to watch that one. And I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen with this club, kid. Ooh, it's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, dude, the dude's a badass. He's going to be a good force for yeah, good, I, I think. I can tell that. Yeah. I can tell that too. Yeah. And Palpatine is just fantastic. Good egg. The other fucker on Naboo, though. Yeah, the guy with the beard, we don't trust him. Get rid of him. I don't trust him. All right, bro. I'll catch you in the next one.